finally, thank God, we have left the 60s. Or have we? Let's find out. Pink Floyd's <laughs> Adam Hart Mother, the 1970 album uh, that incidentally has just turned 50 years old. Jeez. Um, so uh, that's five decades of music that has been out here. Not a popular one from the band, that's for sure. They've made it well known. I believe that uh, uh, both David and Roger have publicly ripped that album uh, several times. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> minds what they think anyway you know everyone's <laughs> gonna go back and, and find stuff yeah i mean i don't know there are other albums that i think that they could go back and say that on but i don't know i don't know that i would say this one is that bad um it's definitely an album that i will share my thoughts on soon but i'm not going first but uh chris you take it away with our opening statements <clears throat> and out of 10 does this album sufficiently represent 1970 for you uh no i mean this album really doesn't sit anywhere for me um yeah to quote uh um uh, david gilmore uh, in this one long article i found about the making of the album uh it was the most thrown together thing we've ever done and i think that's kind of the case and a little less um i think it would have been an avant-garde masterpiece especially with the first track if it wasn't for all the stuff that came after i think a lot of the more conventional songs on here were very generic and very kind of yeah, boring for an album that really plods. You're expecting, oh, okay, okay, we got some like, okay, some five, six minute songs here. And that's just like, they're all, I, I can't distinguish between them. So I yeah. probably would have gone for more of a, I probably would have gone just out of kind of fear, mere fascination around a, a six, but I'm going to have to give it a three and a half out of 10 just because of the kind of just how much they, it's funny, yeah, the, the regular songs irritated me more than the long kind of <laughs> avant-garde tracks, if that even is possible. But yeah, I'll wait yeah. till later, though. Kind of the inverse uh, to get into the that. typical. But yeah, 3.5 is significantly lower than any score that you've given it and seems to be right in Kevin territory for early Pink Floyd. Kevin, yeah. uh, you continuing that trend? Um, I'm going to give it a four and a half. Don't really have uh, a one-sentence zinger for this. Um, <laughs> except <laughs> looking, looking at some of these songs, it's coming back to me now. It's been a while. Obviously we've been on a little bit, bit of a break, but man, it's just one of those, maybe the, uh, the, the sentence could be, uh, to, to quote the old top gear ambitious, but rubbish. Um, <laughs> just, just, just yeah. doesn't, just doesn't <laughs> quite hold up. You can see the ambition there, um, and where it might have worked. Okay. Fair, uh, as Alex would say, fair enough. Um, as always, uh, I'm going to be the odd one out here. I don't know that I'm going to be as high as I was, um, not literally, on some of the past records. Yeah. Um, but I do think that, uh, okay, so the 60s, the 60s-ness of this album annoys me, as uh, you probably could glean from my opening words here. Um, I feel like there's a lot of honing the soundscape still going on here. Um, you get a lot of leeway mm -hmm. with an album or with a band that puts out an album every year. So you, you let them experiment and then everyone has to be incredible. Um, but you really do feel like they're starting to turn the corner. And I feel like, like it really feels like season two or three of a great TV show that's about to find its footing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like Riker hasn't grown his beard yet. <laughs> Like Walter right. White isn't the villain yet. <laughs> like there's a key character that's still yet to be introduced, but like you can see it. You can see the greatness building and percolating yeah, I, and really I, starting I will, to 
resonate. So for yeah. that, I give it a six. Yeah, I will agree. Yeah, I will, just to jump in quick, I will agree. I mean, as much as I don't like these long extended pieces, I feel the title track on here is the most realized avant-garde, if you want to call it that piece, where it sounds like they actually tried here, even as kind mm-hmm. of out there as it is. I mean, again, I wouldn't go back and listen to it, but I felt there was some construction here, which kind of yeah. shocked me uh, it's, it's, compared it, we'll to like what you saw in like Amagama and yeah. Yeah. The coherence is there, like the experimentation is for the most part, well, with one big exception gone. And, you know, I forgot to mention, but like this, this album is really just following the same format as the, as Amagama without the the live version, but where it's, it's a kind of a a big song that everyone throws their, their, their hat into and, and their, their, uh, you know, their, their, their ideas into, and then uh, a bunch of individual songs by the members. So we'll get to that. But uh, before we do, Alex, close it out. Where are you with Adam Hart Mother? Yeah, I guess I'm a little more on the opposite end of Chris. I mean, I'm not going to give it a super high rating, but I will say, and I'm sure it's to no surprise if you've listened to our past episodes, that I'm more a fan of the shorter, more melodic songs versus the longer experimental jams, and that hasn't changed here. I actually... uh, really kind of like the more melodic shorter songs on this record um i actually wasn't aware that they were doing sort of the same format where each each member sort of had their own little area to kind of you know do their own little solo piece here um so mm-hmm. that that's kind of interesting but uh overall i'm going to give it a five out of ten and my one statement is going to be stick to the melodic shorter songs here guys Okay, let's see how that shakes out. Kevin, take it away with Adam Hart Mother. Yeah, here you go, Alex. Here's not a melodic short song. And I'll tell you why. (laughs) You get stuff, like Mark said, where you can hear the band turning this corner. You can hear this amazing Pink Floyd that you'll come to know and, well, hopefully love if uh, you're making your way through this podcast anyway. Um, And then you get, uh, you know, other stuff that's that's going on here. Funky Um, (laughs) Don. And you got to sit through minutes of music to get to it. Nah, uh, it's it's. I appreciate parts of this song. I like the overall theme. I don't mind the horns. Actually, I kind of like that main horn theme. It's just you're gonna really have to sell me on a 23 minute rock instrumental. That is a hard sell. (laughs) Okay, but isn't it so cool how you can hear money in this kind of? 
like you can hear the oh yeah the interplay between the 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 keyboard and the guitar yes yes but as you say i can just go listen to money i don't have to wait i don't have to wait for it to yeah. be released i've heard money a million years. times i okay, know so, i know yeah but well, yeah. I mean, pl- play some of that brass stuff because I wanted to like at least give them credit for really, um, you know, uh, coming up with an orchestration that was not so '60s. Like everything was very string, string, string in the '60s, and and like the brass makes it feel a little bit more, you know, kind of, um, you know, progressive in a way, or at least different. So, like, just play some of Father Shout somewhere around like Maple Three. I like it. I mean, it's it's an earworm. I mean, I know it's it's like Sergio Leone and and just it's very dated Western. Yeah, I mean, but it's still yeah. it's coherent. You know that that theme appears three times throughout this twenty three minutes. Um, right. Yeah. You know, it, it does reemerge as the sixth part of this reemergence brings back. Um, you know, it's got a cool segment there. Um, I take the notes. I think it was around eighteen minutes. Um, yeah, if you play around eighteen twenty one. Okay. Hang on. Let me cue that up. Oh, you're not going to play that chanting piece that I so do. Oh, you know, loved? I was going to do that too. <laughs> <laughs> was that the mother for, for, for mother four? Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say 715 yeah. and those huzz, but uh, no, play, <laughs> play. <laughs> cool segment of music i mean i know i've been you know uh not with you guys on the the last okay every pink floyd record today but um i mean i i just think that you can hear every movement of the piece layered together there i mean it's got this clockwork orange feel to it and i know there was a tie-in with this album where stanley kubrick really wanted to use this album but the band didn't or something but it's still in the record store scene or or whatever but like it really has the feel of the times and and like the experimentation of the studio that was that was going on and and uh i i give them a lot of credit for pulling together um and and making it making it uh at least throughout you know 23 minutes and uh, coherent it's not easy to do Right. Like I said in the opening statement, yeah, that it's, yeah, this is definitely much more constructive avant-garde. Yeah. Where it's, it's still that out there, Pink Floyd. I mean, they're still immensely immersed in that, but here you feel like they're kind of tying each part. Yeah. yeah, Together. uh, Where it doesn't feel as kind of forced and jammed together like it did on some of the previous albums. Right. Uh, Again, it's still uh, more bird sounds. (laughs) Oh my God! Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Don't even get me started. But uh, the '60s. <laughs> no more bird chirping right. sounds. 
Yeah, Kevin, that part that you played for the uh, for the sample was that uh, the breast milky part. That was funky. Oh, the... played. It's around. Oh, was it was funky dung? Oh, uh, oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Yeah, funny enough. Yeah, that. Uh, it's funny. The more kind of ridiculous name parts of this. Yeah, I noticed that too. Mm. The electric organ were really kind of cool, and they kind of follow a little. And then you've got what like. Uh, pretty much, I think this like the last minute or so ends with just a classic Gilmore solo, which is good. Yeah, mm -hmm. you can see Dave is really starting to push his presence uh, here, and in in, in, in his to come together. Yeah, and his spots on this song really kind of help bring kind of bring you back to earth a little bit. When you're kind of like, oh god, like where is this going? And then it's like, okay, then he comes in with this very warm blanket. So I know I had that in Funky Dung. I had that. Yeah, the uh, the pretty much yeah the main guitar solo is a warm blanket. Uh, for me, uh, probably the main one on this whole album. Uh, uh, yeah, I kind of I had a note here. Yeah, a little bit better than the strat through a Fender amp at CME. <laughs> it sounds a little bit more kind of like classic mm -hmm. Gilmore versus just uh, yeah. What, what was what was the one we were complaining? I was that uh, more, um, more blues. That's what it was. Yeah. Okay. Right. The long shorts are on. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Parking ticket on the window. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I think. I think I, I could probably agree uh, kind of, well, I could see both of your guys' points where I think I'm a little bit more minded with Kev on this, and I, I do like the part that he played, because uh, I wrote that in my notes. I wrote a couple cool moments here and there, but overall, just too long. Found myself getting disinterested far too often and often asked myself, you know, is this song still going on? Yes, it is. <laughs> like I, I couldn't tell, and I guess I didn't maybe do my homework as well as I should have because I didn't I didn't do the thing that you guys did where I, I broke it up into the individual parts. I just kind of listened to it uh, and maybe that's not fair but I, I didn't really, you know, like I said, break it up into individual parts and I just listened to it as just one big piece and, and I see where Mark's coming from where yeah, I mean, thinking about that really orchestrated part there, that must have been really cool to record in the studio and just see that mm -hmm. whole thing unfold. Like, I can respect that. And yes, it does have that Clockwork Orange vibe to it, and I can see it being true to the times. But it, it is, again, that's where I kind of agree with Kev, too, where it's frustrating because there's some really cool parts going on, but it's just too long. And and there, I think, like, you know, a band that I love so much, like Rush, where they can do songs that are super long, like stuff on Caress of Steel, like Necromancer and Fountain of Lamneth, right. where they're really long songs, and there's parts where it gets slowed down and weird, but I'm still engaged, and it doesn't feel like a long song where this one, it does. And I don't know what it is, yeah. but I'm glad Dave was here to kind of rescue it and put his stance on there. And right. there's no denying like probably why most people like him, because he's kind of the strongest part after the past couple albums here. So Yeah, the thing with Rush, though, I mean, their long pieces were still conventional songs. I mean, it was like a musical journey where here it's still... It's avant-garde. Right. I mean, it really is. Yeah, Rush never really, even with their longest pieces, it was still like an epic. It was still, everything yeah. was still very rock and a musical. Well, I Mark, I don't know what you think. is a pile of trash. Oh, give me a personally. Okay, well, all right, we're not going to get into it. I take yes. Uh, yeah. Progressive yes every day over progressive Rush. I take pop yeah. Rush over pop yes. Oh, to boy. Be fair. All right, all right, let's let's. But that's <laughs> off the topic. I'm going to so, cut, uh, cut uh, it off before we get into blows here. Right. Well, um, I mean, it, it, you know, there, when when the um, fifth movement came up, mind your throats, please, and it just gets all psychedelic and just kind of breaks <laughs> down to that. Like I just wrote, like, do we have to do this again? 
So, I mean, it just, it, it almost feels like, like they did that when Sid was in the band. So they still have to do that yeah. because they're Pink Floyd, but they're finally just moving away from it, which is why, you know, let's say, uh, I don't know, 75% of the song is, is pretty, you know, musically grounded and maybe 25 of it is, is artistically much more where they were with Sid. So it almost feels like right. this is the album where they break away and this is the track. Well, okay. So there's another one coming up on this album that is totally not, um, you know, anyway, but like, it just, like, it feels like at least from that abstract, um, you know, uh, atonalism, they've, they've moved away from that. And, you know, like that, that space Western theme is just as, you know, as hum along as you could imagine, like it really is right. nowhere near the, ab- the, uh, the, the atonalism that they were exploring earlier. Yeah. It's funny that mind your throats. I had in my notes, yeah, tired of the sound effects. Uh, it sounded like something out of like the outer limits or the twilight zone. And it just mm-hmm. kind of it's a little bit of in a weird song already. This was definitely like the, a big like speed bump. Um, mm-hmm. And then speed yeah, bump then you have like the, 15 minutes of it. Right. No. Yeah, and then you have the weird you have the weird droplet noises at the end. And then I had yeah around like 745 ish uh, or 1745. Yeah, I had it where it just crashes and just like I ugh, just stop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we have to move on to our friend, Mr. Roger Waters. Um, he's given us some gems in the past. Will he do so again with the track if? Um, I'm sure there'll be some spirited debate if we can keep our eyes open. After 23 minutes, yeah, they hit you with this. Yeah. There we go. I love that. There we go. Yeah, I was kind of like, it's like, okay, we need some, we need a rocker right now. And it's like, you know, here's a very here's a very like a, like in a bathtub, like this, just like, it, like Roger, it's time to leave yeah. the 60s. The yeah. 60s are over. Oh, shit. It's so oh, funny because I, I said Pick up the pace for God's sake, Roger. And um, when I just played that clip, I thought that of that line from Newhart. I'm sorry, but snore, snore, Dick. Yeah. <laughs> like, when is cocaine going to be invented snore, yet? Snore. Like, come on. 
please. Yeah, there's definitely. I don't know why you had massive downers here. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's just, it just like feel if it, sad, limp, tired. Yeah, I don't it, know, like what to, else to describe. Yeah, this is right. I could, I could see, and it's, it's funny. Uh, just in that article that I read, yeah, talking about the that as far as I think this is very much a lyric song, but even the lyrics kind of made me irritating. There's too much if. I know mm. you can. I know that. I know <laughs> that's the, kind of the centerpiece of the late. song. But uh, even the, the self-reflection that I think that Roger is trying to give off, I think, is kind of lost on the uh, uh, on the general audience. Yeah, especially after 23 minutes, it's yeah. like I'm self-reflecting. I'm like, why the hell am I still here? Um, yeah. But yeah, like, I, I will give if it. You it's were not, putting out the stuff in the 1980s. Nobody would have given you a record contract. <laughs> exactly right. Uh, I will give it that. Yeah, it's not Grandchester Meadows with the birds, and the, at least it's okay. It's just singing I'd in a guitar. Have okay. That. <laughs> wow. I don't know. That says, says how much how much Wait, dislike I have for this. Did song. did uh, did you have to flip the vinyl over to do this? I imagine so. This wouldn't have been stacked on a side. With <laughs> you might have mother. accidentally opened with this song. Could you imagine oh that? Put the wrong side. Put the B side on. Oh, I skipped yeah. the A side, and you put on Adam. <laughs> hey, talk about an uh, opener. You know me. I like my openers and my 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 kick the door open openers. Oh, I know. I, uh, it was funny. I, I did. I saved a screenshot of uh, one of the lyrical pages. I don't know why. I'm sure there's probably something here. If I could sleep, I could dream. If I were afraid, I could hide. It sounds like, I don't know, just like a almost like a young adult, like yeah, kind of reflecting on the, I don't know, just the, I don't know, just the horrors of trying to deal in the real world. Uh, please don't put your wires in my brain. Well, yeah, Roger's wires are definitely... Uh, they're not putting anything. Yeah, they're not putting anything in it but pain. <laughs> yeah. If yeah. I were the moon, I'd be cool. Yeah, you would, Roger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> would be, yeah I mean, but you're not. You're not the moon. <laughs> there are two guys in Pink Floyd that, if I were of the era and I were into this yeah. band, I would be very happy with. And there would be two guys that I would just be looking to replace as <laughs> soon as possible. And it's so weird because you know that's obviously um, they would recover very strongly from that. And I would be the guy who fired Roger Waters from Pink Floyd. Like, yeah, great managerial decision, Mark. Um, you know, because like to their credit, you know, we're only three years out of dark side and, you know, to my yeah. recollection of that album, there isn't a semblance of the 1960s there. No, I think that's kind of where they found it. Yeah. It only took what, seven, six, seven years. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I gotta say, I don't know. It's, I, I wasn't expecting you guys to kind <laughs> <laughs> of crap on we're this gonna, one gonna, coming out of Adam like Art Mutter in office space. Well, well, yeah. Well, after 23 minutes, of, I get it though. Yeah. I absolutely. I, I, I want. I want something that's gonna get my gears fired up, and I didn't get that. I, I can't say we got it with if, but <laughs> yeah. I, I, I. Now that you mention that, I can see that, and it ruins it a little bit for me. But I just said <laughs> yeah. I liked it. It was a nice, relaxing chain, and uh, it had good it melodies, and I dig uh, Roger's tasteful bass playing. I just kind of took it on its own. And you know why? Here's why I think. I think it's because, like, the four times I tried listening to this album this week, I skipped Adam Hart Mother like five minutes in. So this was like track one to me. So that's why I love it. Oh, God, that's funny. <laughs> I don't know that it, coming out of breast milky, if there's any better. I, I, maybe I'll try that. I don't know. Um, but, like, I don't remember when they used to have fun with this kind of stuff. Like, remember how... Um, you know, Cor I, I didn't like Corporal Clegg, but I could see the point with Corporal Clegg. Remember the, the gnome and the scarecrow? 
Like they could have fun with these little folk ditties, and and by 1970, it's just like, like it really feels like the calendar has turned, and like we don't want to hear any more English folk. Like we just don't. Yeah, it's weird, and it's not even like it doesn't feel very sophisticated either. It just feels kind of like lazily. And like I said this in my is- opening statements, yeah, it just doesn't. It, it doesn't feel like they had. And that's the thing I was looking for in a song with a lot of long kind of plot. Okay, like, okay, give me some songs. Like, they kind of engage me. And that's like, okay, here's three acoustic <laughs> yeah. ballads. Yeah. And, 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 and this song is four minutes and 31 seconds. This is like the longest four minute and 31 second song I've heard in a while. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I can't on, believe I, this song is 4:31. You feel it. You, you feel it in your bones. Like, yeah. I know the Metallica <laughs> intros that were longer than this. They did not feel this long. I put on the clip and I thought that. Oh, it's almost time to stop it. I look up I and only you twenty asleep. seconds. <laughs> yeah, it is a little. Yeah, all right, it's a slow one. <laughs> yeah, not not even Dave soloing uh, could save it for me. Even okay, as, I, even that plaid. I do have a positive comment on the solo, and yeah. I do like how yeah. it's very spacey. And then yeah. at the very end of the solo, it brings up Kevin. You could play that at, at uh, um, three twenty. Three twenty. Oh, I already queued up the next song. Come on, gotta go back to <laughs> snooze fest. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, that was right at the end of yeah. the. mics to the the close mics i just think that's kind of a cool effect yeah. brings it back at the end of a solo section kind of it's it's, it's a nice subtle experiment like studio trick that i think works really well it's just you know like if it did not have that david gilmore solo and it did not have like the electric guitar i i don't know what i would or, do with the song because i don't think a termination is enough <laughs> do you know what that that, that unison ben kind of sounds like to me kind of queen re- uh, rewind yeah, actually, Queen, I didn't yeah. think about that, but a lot of Queen, but I was even going to just rewind back to a band we already covered on the show, Metallica Orion, a little bit. Isn't there like some unison band that, parts another going song on that during got that? some love. Yeah, huh? no, I, I, I remember that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it definitely is, yeah. I mean, there, well, there's just, you know, it's time to put down the acoustic it's time to crank up the marshall stacked plug in the strat put it on the 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 neck pickup (laughs) are we getting that are we getting that kevin what's next Uh, we're going back to summer of 68 good old
interesting uh, after reading up on this song. I didn't realize initially that it's uh, about a, a groupie encounter that Rick Wright had at one particular summer day. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you, this is definitely not your Motley Crue, uh, rad, uh, like uh, banging groupies in sure. a bathroom stall or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, this is yeah, this is very much English kind of. Uh, and it's kind of funny you read the the lyrics, and this is very much how you can think like a very proper intellectual Englishman talking about encountering a groupie. I mean, this is very much the lyrics just scream that. <laughs> Perhaps you'd care to state exactly how you feel. We say goodbye before we've said hello. I hardly even like you. I shouldn't care at all. Yeah, we met just six hours ago. Jesus. The music was too loud. Yeah, from your bed I've gained a day and lost a bloody year. And I would like to know how do you feel? I mean who I mean who else but an English Pragi avant garde could write, yeah, could could dumb down a groupie experience like that. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not feeling. Yeah, my. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't have feel like the heart race, and I'm just kind of sitting there like. Chris. Chris doesn't have any desire to get out the 900 numbers after. That. No, I'm not here. No, I'm. Yeah. I'm like I, I can imagine. Yeah, yeah. As far as yeah, how 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 does this girl feel? I I can imagine she feels very bored. And wants to get out of there. <laughs> fine, and, and go, and, and jump, jump, jump on the Led jump, jump on the Led Zeppelin bus. Or the snow, or, yeah. Yeah, no, but yeah, the next one in town. So, and that's why, correct me, because with all due respect uh, to Rick, since he is no longer with us, but I was just, yeah, the one guy is probably the least represented is the guy who writes the groupie story. (laughs) And what does he do? (laughs) He writes a very, in my opinion, he is the most musically accomplished songwriter to date, and he writes a groupie story. (laughs) Like, it's right, uh, yeah, I know that's the one guy. I'm like, okay, I can expect, okay, like David Gilmore, even Dave's very much kind of, I mean, they're all reserved. I mean, the whole band, Mm -hmm. that's why it was funny. And maybe that's why I kind of liked it too, because it kind of gave it was just fun and just made me laugh because it was so like I wasn't expecting, yeah, mm-hmm. such a yeah, weird kind of. <laughs> this song is the yeah. condensed soup version of Adam Hart Mother. Uh, you feel like that? Yeah, it's got the horns. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I had that on here. Yeah, it, a lot of the pieces are there. It's just distilled down into a you know of what a five uh, was this is this five, five minutes twenty eight five twenty eight. Yeah. And it, like it, 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 it moves. It's interesting. Like I, I, I think that's at least accomplished from from that perspective. Again, like you can credit Rick Wright for the songwriting. You know, he obviously has the chops. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Like I, I don't know. Like the band really has a, a diversity of songwriters from very skilled to uh, not skilled at all. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you, you have yeah, on that one we'll particular member. How polite you were. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. No, I was no gonna say. Wants to jump yeah. In. No, I, I, I. Also, I, I like the song a whole lot. Uh, I said great melodies here. Big props to Dick uh, on this one. And I yeah. said, uh, I because lo- it, it's very Beach Boys to me. And I think I said this yep. to Kev like 129. What's that? Beach Boys. 129 in this song. Oh, extreme. It, it's extreme. Like the Bada Babas. It, it's very Beach Boys. And I love that they do that. But then I love how it gets kind of weird and psychedelic, like right around the how do you feel part. Uh, I said I like the trumpet work, and I just I I gotta just give them props where they can do this Beach Boy Simon and Garfunkel thing again and write these small little nice yeah. like earworm folky kind of song, not folky, but like soft rock kind of songs, mm-hmm. and do that style so well, but also still like make it unique to Pink Floyd, where it's they still put their own little spin on it, where they're not totally ripping somebody off. Um, so yeah, I, I personally like this song quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Kevin, any thoughts? 
Um, yeah, I actually like your comparison of the uh, condensed version of Adam Hart Mother. I, I was happy to see the horns back. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't sure I was going to buy it, but I'm glad it wasn't just a one-trick pony. Yeah, we spent all you, that you know money I mean? hiring those yeah, musicians. If you're going to hire the horn song. section, right, exactly. If you're going to hire the horn section, make this the horn section album, you know? Mm-hmm. And go all out. Why is it you take a big leap on one song? And so, you know, I was glad to see it back. At least they did that. And it did, uh, my ears did perk up for this song, at least. Mm-hmm. You know, it, of course, it's it, almost impossible rocks, it, not it to after the last song. Pretty much anything <laughs> right. would have perked up after, after yeah. if. Yeah, but, yeah, Rick, forget he'd throw any uh, groupie song after the uh, snooze fest yeah. of the And somehow uh, the just shot one. a pure Columbia <laughs> next to F. Yeah. So. Yeah, uh, do I, I, I think I, I, I'm not going to say, uh, I buy it for the playlist deal. I'm not giving anything away there, but I do feel like I'm glad they did it. I kind of understand it mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I think it packs a lot into the time that it has. So I appreciate yeah. that. I like, I like this. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, well, uh, Roger is uh, self-reflecting. Yeah. Uh, Rick's out there, uh, trying to hook up. <laughs> 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 but somehow writes a really good musical song. I mean, just there, there's a yeah, lot of it's for, uh, internal I, movement I, in this song that really. No, I know it is, well. and I like I like I said, I just loved yeah, just from the pr- perspective of like a like a very like intelligent British guy, yeah, writing a song about yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah this is not this is not a whole lot of love. Yeah, this is not <laughs> anything you'd see on a. No, this is very much kind of even looking maybe at the darker side of it because he done he's kind of very critical where a lot of the other. Uh, bands out of the era that were more writing about songs like that just kind of go for the gut yeah just mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah like give me some it's like here it's not so much yeah give me some it's kind of like okay you have but what does it mean <laughs> where, where was uh, the who at this point <laughs> Did they read on tommy uh yeah tommy came out 69 yeah so they're right blowing up like to the next level yeah, yeah. i mean you've got yeah. led zeppelin on the precipice you've got I yeah mean, that, genesis that, and that yes are, are starting to take hold i mean mm-hmm. Floyd's got yeah. competition now yeah, it's a, yeah, seventy was definitely yeah, kind of a uh, a banner year um, mm-hmm. for yeah, UK, a lot of for sure. Oh, big time! Yeah. All right. Well, let us see what Mister Gilmore brings to the table with Fat Old Son. <laughs> what do you got, Dave? Oh, Maybe the call back or call forward to another Pink Floyd song. I, I could be totally off my rocker here, but it know. happens in the beginning and the end. Um, For whom the bell tolls? 
if you could uh hang on i don't have it up and i don't know if if mark has it up um It's like the exact same song. Yeah, it is. Wow. Wow. And that's, I was like, oh, that's interesting. And yeah. it kind of made me wish I yeah. hope it's going to start Yeah, not for but, yeah. 30 years. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, yeah, Go ahead, Chris. Uh, yeah, but a lot of the, uh, especially like kind of the higher, uh, like uh, vocal uh, pieces, yeah, kind of reminded me of like Across the Universe a little bit uh, from another famous Beatles song. But yeah, this is, yeah, this song is a little kind of frustrating because I want to give. Because uh, this is probably the most conventional song on here, and it just seems like it's ripping from every. And of course, yeah, yeah, you gotta have another song about frolicking in the meadows. Um, <laughs> we already had a song about frolicking in the meadows. I think that was on the last uh, record, and I hated that song. Yeah, I hated. I hated. I hated when they did that before. I think there were there. How many songs was that on? Uh, oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> the garden party. It's and like then every the, freaking yeah. album. There's a metal frolicking song. <laughs> But yeah, well, what makes you think that, get out of the meadows? Jesus. Yeah, well, what makes you think that I'll, yeah, what makes you think that I was gonna uh, like them pulling it out again? And, <laughs> again, and such a, and again, like I said, it's very yeah. There is nothing very real original about this song. And again, probably the thing that kind of jumped out at me at me the most um, was this uh, uh, kind of guitar solo riff that Dave plays at three twenty five. Kevin, can you play it? Yeah, not a problem. It just screams late sixties Beatles. Mm. yeah that just screams yeah just that kind of like abbey road even like let it be era like guitar playing and it just really kind of bugged me and without and without kind of the the skill that the the beatles had uh again it's just kind of a very kind of spacey meadows frolicking song that could have been written by somebody else (laughs) you know what that guitar line reminds me of this is going to be the stupidest comparison (laughs) I can't wait. Uh, no, um, I won't forget you by Poison, the guitar solo. Uh-huh. It's just like pentatonic, <laughs> little, little CC comparison. Yeah, little yeah, right, yeah. and David Gilmore. I don't know. Like, I mean, everyone was influenced by the Beatles, so everything that was, everyone was right. listening to that stuff. Yeah. Um, I want to point out 408. Kevin, can you cue that up? And everyone, turn an ear towards our friend, the drummer. Oh boy. Like five times in a row. <laughs> That's all he knows. Like, and he, he's missing hits. Like, I don't know if you heard that kick drum, just like, just like a, like right in the middle. <laughs> like, just know, like his foot slipped or something. You know that's what's hilarious. he doing? He sounds like he's falling over. <laughs> you know, like, that's he's hilarious. Like, barely because I swip, like his chair is loose or something. He's just I trying s- to hold on and get through the take before the whole thing just falls apart on him. I swear, there's a song when I was listening to this uh, two weeks ago. That I, I had to make a mental note, and I forgot, obviously, but where there was a fill that was completely botched, and I, and I don't remember where it is. Now I'm going to have to go listen to the whole album. I, it might have been in this song, where it's just a complete, total miss, and I can't believe yeah. that it was ever included. <laughs> yeah. like, like, and and the, the frustrating thing is that 
like th- this is a good Gilmore outro solo. I mean, you can feel like he's perfecting yeah. that, or like he's 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 you know, it, it, it's it's like what I said at the outro. It's like it's it's, it's starting to happen. It's, we're not at comfortably numb yet, but we're getting there. And and like if you listen to Rogers' bass work at five minutes yeah, and you, on, it, it's it's yeah, nice. you can hear it. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. And and you know, Richards is 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 uh, you know his he's complimenting well. Just like Nick is just like he's 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 boop, not boop, pulling boop, his boop. weight. Here. <laughs> yeah. Together, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, <laughs> like, like he needs to take some drum lessons. It's your sixth album, is it? This is five, okay? Like you should like not be like playing the same fill four times in a row. Yeah, it does. You should have done the busy little... jazz, the busy amateur high school jazz fill. <laughs> not good at that either. <laughs> just do that. Yeah, it's, no, yeah, it's kind of. Yeah, a, I'll, I'll, I'll just mirror what you guys say. I'll be short. I mean, insanely Beatles. No denying it. Yeah, I was kind of like. But I I, I I happen to like this song, and again, I think it's just because out of the two longer instrumentals on this track, these are the ones that kept my focus, because they're shorter and there's a melody where you could follow along to, and, you know, maybe maybe kind of hearkening back to uh, what Mark was talking about on Saint Anger when he was talking about my world. He says, when things are surrounded by bad, what, what was the quote you said? I re-listened to our episode, and you said... Things don't seem as bad when they're surrounded by bad. By awful. Yeah. By awful. And maybe that's, kind of, maybe that's kind of where it is here, um, because maybe these are, like, in the general scheme of things, kind of just average songs. But, you know, in, sitting in the middle of this album, I happen to like them. But uh, the other song I thought of, and this is going to, you know, come like four or five years later, but I'm going to throw out another Rush uh, reference, but... I don't know if you guys know the song Rivendell off the Fly oh, By yeah. Night record, the second mm-hmm. Rush record. Very similar vibes. And maybe Rush was just trying to do a Beatles thing. But I heard this song and I'm like, wow, even some of like the melodies are kind of the same. And I know Rush were, you know, being prog guys and probably psych guys at some point too. I'm sure they took influence from Pink Floyd. So the fact that I like Rivendell so much, it's like, okay, well, there's stuff to like here too because it sounds similar. And yeah, I'll agree too. I like uh, uh, Roger's bass playing here. So I I dig the song. All right. Well, we have to close this thing out. So in case you wanted (laughs) to... Can we take this part by part? Can we take this song? Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah, definitely. Let's break this down. Yeah, let's break this down a little bit more than we need to. Um, so in case you wanted to hear somebody fritter away their morning, um, you could with Alan's psychedelic breakfast. You gotta play this part. Come on. I knew it. I knew this was coming. Freaking film, indie film 
in the year like 2008 to 2013 uses this kind of music. Oh, yeah, where you've got, like, them looking out into the... Uh... Yeah, oh, it's the, it's the quirky single mom, and she's driving her van around her old hometown, <laughs> yeah. and this is playing. Like, oh. Yeah, that's I was true. also thinking... That segment. I'm so sick of that type of music. Yeah, I was also thinking of, like, Goodwill Hunting, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. we have the scenes where they're sitting, like, looking out into the distance. I think people have actually kind of made fun of that in other, like, parodied... <laughs> It's almost uh, a little but, Wes uh, Anderson right. too at times, maybe. Yeah, huh? it is. Uh, that's funny enough for for my comment. I'm not going to focus on the music too much. I yeah. You're going to focus so on the snorting. Can we get Nigel Tufnell part? Yeah, get, yeah, get, you get out of my. Any, anyway, so I started out. Yeah, does does breakfast need a soundtrack? Maybe if you're loaded and under the influence. I mean, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> made me hate Marmalade. Yeah, made me hate marmalade. Why does he keep marmalade? The the marmalade, the marmalade. <laughs> like what? It was like nails on a chalkboard. God. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Can I ask? Like, I, I, I know it's like it sounds like somebody's taking a piss in the beginning. Yes. <laughs> like, I, I thought like, we were going to I was like, what is yeah. that? Like, is this American <laughs> Psycho or something? Why are we privy to this guy's morning yeah. routine? Yeah, but I anyway, because I again, I because I just I want to see Mark's expression. That's like the one thing I was thinking about with this. All right, uh, at. Uh, yeah, Chris, yeah, I am Alex glad. Said, I am glad that you have a bunch of timestamps <laughs> into this song. I want to. All right, because yeah, be pretty good. much. Yeah, the, a lot of the acoustic playing just kind of reminded me. Yeah, Allman Brothers meets Breakfast, uh, and just the repeated <laughs> lyrics. I don't know why. It's just this is this is where it doesn't work. Like, okay, in the in the title track, okay, you've got the weird long. Okay, everything it's weird, but it seems to be like they know they have a grasp on avant-garde music. Here, it's just like. Yeah, their only reason they're doing this is because they're becoming Pink Floyd. Yeah, they've been there five albums, and it seems like they have a fan base where they're playing bigger venues, which I don't know. I can imagine hearing this like in an arena. <laughs> imagine 20,000 people, and they fire this up. Just like, okay. two huge PAs, and it's just snorting and chopping on Kellogg's. I thought, like, I thought, like, this was like Ozzy Osbourne snorting his breakfast, like marmalade. Where's the marmalade? He's like, <laughs> oh, I know. They, uh, anyway, we're we're gonna hear it because again, I, I want my I want our audience to hear this. Okay, so yeah. Anyway, my first timestamp. Yeah, the, um, we're, I think he's drinking tea, but it sounds like they've got like a mic almost up in his nose. At four oh five, Kevin, if you could please chime that up. Okay. <laughs> they wrapped his nostril around the mic. God. <laughs> <laughs> is it going? Yeah. Oh, yeah, the chips. It's like binaural. <laughs> like, this is what is pressed to my vinyl. I, uh, <laughs> I, I stopped it. Just in case anybody you stopped wanted it? to. Yes, stopped. <laughs> yeah, and then, you've, and then you've got the, uh, what, uh, around like four... 50 where you've got like the again like the bag ruffling and the mindless munching That's what, which is what I Keep it going. Well, if you're gonna let it keep it, just gonna go through 5:30 because we need the snorting. I want. Yeah. There. (laughs) (laughs) 
There was a little bit of snorting there, right? Yeah, it was a little oh, yeah. That's why I said okay. Ozzy snorting his breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> it's the first song where somebody managed to beat my flush sound effect to the punch. Never thought I'd okay. hear that before. I, uh, just when I yeah, thought I also, a Spanish piece was bad enough, we got part two. Yeah, I, I also love it. 13 minutes. If you, I know. I love there's also a part if you pay attention where the guy who's making breakfast yeah, complains about how his back hurts. I don't know why that made me laugh. <laughs> something about it, too. Like it really it was like just something like a dead ringer for Nigel when he's talking about the sandwiches oh, backstage. Yeah, Kevin, can oh, you yeah. please? Because, again, I just... Because I, uh, I need to laugh, uh, especially this week. Uh, at the last 30 seconds, I think that was Mark who said, sounds like somebody's taking a piss. Can you please play that? Last 30 <laughs> seconds? Yeah, let me keep yeah. that. Uh, you, you can't tell me that's just him. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. Who knows? Like, talk about ending a record. I think that I don't think we can say that we've had any other... Yeah, yeah, he absolutely is taking offense. <laughs> I, I put that. I put the flush. Oh, very nice. You got me. Yeah, Shows you how far in this song I was. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's reflect for a minute. Can we think of any other record that we've gone over that has ended? Like, the record ends with that. Oh, <laughs> oh can <laughs> I... talk about Alex's why is that there moment? Can I, can <laughs> I mention something that I just read? And sorry, hopefully, Chris, this isn't a trivia question. I've got a lot of questions but, in this from but this one. But I, yeah. I mentioned this sort of idea on a uh, another song on a song. It was something off more. I don't know if it was more blues or what. But I'm like, can you imagine if like you know how some bands will do something kind of clever with the inner matrix of the vinyl, where as soon as the needle hits the inner matrix, it kind of just plays yeah, on a piece. loop until you pick the needle up. Well, apparently, on some copies of this vinyl version, the dripping tap at the end of the song is cut into the runoff groove, so it plays on infinite until the listener removes the stylus from the album. So, there you go. Or until they come out of their trip. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, they could have done that and had some better in-between parts. Like, they could still pull that off. Yeah. Um, I want to actually give this song a little bit of credit. Kevin, can you cue up 1056? <laughs> of all the sure. songs, this is the one I cue up the most. Yeah. Um, I know. <laughs> of course it is. You know what I hear there? Seven years later. Seven years later. Hear it? That's such a good song. Yeah, ruining this for me. I wouldn't compare, yeah. No, uh, I know. I'm just it, saying, like, it's it's the same, almost the same chord progression. I don't know why it was. The difference, Genesis was though, listening to Pink Floyd, I'm the sure. The difference is that Phil can drum. No, I know. Like, <laughs> I, look, I can't wait till we get to, de- to Genesis. Like, that is, <laughs> like, it's such a great album, such a great song, such a great yeah, discography. No, really, it's what inspired this show. But I'm just saying, like, it's, there's, like, it, it, like, it takes 10 minutes to get good. Like, that's not good. Like, that got good enough. Um, no, it's not good. Yeah. No. Uh, I, I, I felt like when a song about a, a, a far out breakfast experience, this feels like the emotional peak of the breakfast. 
like that moment it's like okay like you got the you got the whole like musical thing like the guy must be really enjoying it yeah. he's frying that egg up he's pouring it on the i don't know i mean it's yeah. like i guess you, you gotta use you gotta use your imagination i guess yeah, this must be a 60s thing too because uh i don't know if i told you guys but um i actually watched more in its entirety um you did and, you finally uh, were able to <laughs> yeah uh, i mean you know uh, chris likes those kind of movies and and uh so it's like yeah let's do it Okay, so yeah. we watched it over two nights, so like you didn't actually get through it in one sitting, but like okay, it was, you. you know, <laughs> it, it took ninety minutes to get good. Like that's just maybe that's just a sixties thing. Like it wasn't a bad movie, but it took ninety minutes to get good. And it's a two, and, like, it's this two hours. Song isn't it? takes eleven minutes to get good, and then yeah. it's like the part that you can probably tell that Nick didn't write, so the other band members just felt kind of bad for him, and they're just like, "Hey, we got a leftover idea, and we'll just throw it at the end of your song, just so it really isn't a complete steaming pile of garbage." <laughs> um, and, like I, I gotta love how like my note ends. Like my the, the last note I have, is, of course, it ends with this crap again. More pissing. Like thanks, Pink Floyd. <laughs> more pissing. Didn't think I'd say that in a Pink Floyd album review, but I guess that's where we have to be. Um, yeah, I'm done. All right, all right, Chris, you want to take it away? All right, let's. Uh, yeah, this should be uh, a good one. Uh, let's see where we go. Oh, yeah, hold on. Let me. Kevin. All right, all right. Uh, question one: True or false? Uh, Nick Mason and Roger Waters recorded all of the bass and drum parts for the title track in one take. Yep. So you got you got me. I can't tell it's a little my sound. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll let that slide even yeah, though I wasn't that's done. True. You're right. Wow. Thought that was interesting. Impressive. I'll give the quick tidbit. Uh, uh, yeah. Roger and Nick had to play straight through uh, their parts because uh, EMI had just installed a state of the art eight track uh, recording system that used a special kind of tape that they insisted was not to be cut and edited. Uh, the band later said the. Uh, relentless session led to issues with the tempo i guess mm-hmm. <laughs> which is kind of interesting especially like imagine yeah uh, nick sitting there for 23 yeah i'm sure that was probably one of the more stressful moments in his recording career yeah to rogers court edit i mean that's yeah it's it's not an easy song to hey well, to play straight the, through uh, the uh, uh the fake book for adam hart mother yeah i don't yeah. <laughs> <have those. Right. laughs> um all right um Okay, uh, the genesis of the title track came from outtakes from the Amagama album era, era, recording era, yeah, or sessions. Uh, that's Kevin, I oh, think, right? Oh, that's me. That's Alex. I'm gonna, oh, that's you, I'm, I'm sorry. Gonna say, I'm going to say false. <laughs> uh, you're correct, yeah. Another failed soundtrack experiment that they abandoned after uh, the director became impossible to work with. So it was another like weird underground director that they found some weird... Uh, oh, so we, br- we were saved. We were saved from another more. Yeah, they, yeah, they, <laughs> met, yeah, they, they believe that they wanted to explore film scoring just in case their musical career right. didn't come out. And then they come right. out with Dark Side of the Moon. Like, yeah, okay, good choice. There we go. Yeah, that's good. You either had more of more, or you could have had Dark Side of the Moon and Wish You Were Here and Animals and The Wall and. Right. Oh God. Uh, all right. Um, all right. Uh, so we got one for uh, one for Mark and one for Alex, right? Mm-hmm. That's correct. Okay, there we go. So we're tied up there. All right. Um, all right. True or false? Uh, the cooking sounds you hear on the final track are actually a combination of Roger and David cooking breakfast together. Oh boy, I kind of want to see if I can buy them out here. <laughs> all, right, all right, Mark. What do you What do you got? I am going to say, well, I'm just going to guess based on the 
future of Pink Floyd being that the two couldn't stand each other, therefore they couldn't be around each other even now. So I'm going to say they would not be in the same room cooking breakfast with each other. So I'm going to go with a false. You are correct. Nice. Uh, it was actually, nice. Yeah, nice. It was actually yeah, the other roadie. Um, yeah, Alan. Who was Alan. Doing, yeah, Alan Sykes, yeah. right. Okay. Nice. All right. Here we go. Um... All right, true or false? Um, uh, the Rolling Stone magazine journalist who critiqued the album rated the final track the one redeeming track on side two. Uh, yes, Mark. I I did read this album review actually, um, and I remember the consensus of the review being. That they wanted more experimentation. And so I'm going to say yes. That's true. I don't remember exactly. I hope I'm right because yeah. I got two. Yeah, funny enough, it was weird because Rolling Stone magazine is usually pretty kind of, as far as when you get really weird, they usually start kind of yeah, kind of backing out or kind of mm-hmm. losing interest. But yeah, but it's funny. Yeah, he dismissed the music but praised the weird cooking noises, which I don't know. Yeah. Must have been the one pri- or avant-garde guy they had on the payroll. Mm-hmm. All right, Mark got it. Very nice. He wins it. And now, love it or flush it. All right. Well, tonight's order for the love it or flush it is going to be myself, Mark, Kevin, and Chris. Let's start it off with the title track, Adam Hart Mother. I'm going to give this one a whopping flush. Uh, Just a little too long for me. Just a little too long for me. I appreciate David's solo there. Couple good parts, but just overall, it's too too much of a journey, and I got lost. I trailed off the path. So let's <laughs> yeah. bring it on over to Mark. What do you think? Uh, I'm gonna ring this up for a buy. I do Jeez. think it sets the template for English progressive wow. rock. I don't know. There might be an example of this earlier. I know King Crimson was around, and I don't really think they were of the 20-minute, you know, take up two sides, two songs per side type of band. Um, a little rusty on my paint, my uh, King Crimson. But yeah, about, if yeah. I didn't get Adam Hartmutter, if Pink Floyd didn't walk with Adam Hartmutter, yes, could not run with Close to the Edge. So for that alone, because I am that big of a fan of progressive yes and uh, everything except for Tales from Top of Microphone Oceans, this gets a buy. Okay. All right, let's bring it on over to Kev. What do you think? Well, I love progressive yes and Tales from Topographic Oceans. But I'm not buying this song. It's getting a flush. (laughs) (laughs) Look, you gotta admit that out of all the experimental songs, this one's gotta be the best since... Well, I didn't even like Interstellar Overdrive. I thought of all the experiment... No, I I think Set the Controls for the Heart of the Sun, if you call that experimental. Yeah, I think I could maybe... That is kind of neat. It's a five-minute song, though. That's uh, what can, makes it good. Yeah, that's yeah, an people, experimental right, song yeah. in the UK in the 1970s. Right. Yeah. I'm not in uh, the UK yeah. in the 1970s. Yes, we are right, right. now. Uh, 23 minutes, get it out of here. It's bad. <laughs> I'll give it, because uh, I did say that I appreciate that it sounds like they're getting, as far as these weird songs, they just kind of feels like they're actually kind of trying this time, even though Mind Your Throat's almost totally ruined it for me, because that's just nonsense. They shouldn't. They should have just cut that out and just kept the... Uh, the music going so i'm gonna give it a a, a, a very mild love light squeeze uh for effort <laughs> sure okay yeah. so for the uncultured 
people who flush this. Uh, is there any section of the six <laughs> that you would have at least given up? Uh, maybe a little bit of a one-eyed possum. Yeah, whatever. Whatever towards? the oh, David yeah. solo part that Kevin played during the opening clip has funky dung. Funky dung. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I actually I liked the 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 brass theme. I liked it returning. I liked David yeah. solo. There actually there's bits yeah, that I liked. It was okay. Just, so it was that's weird. Like yeah. Four fifths, four six of a song there. Two thirds. Uh, yeah. Get, I, no. Yeah, I, did, I, I was not. You hate mind your thoughts, please, that much. No, I yeah, just, a little, yeah, a little bit, yeah. What twenty-three minute instrumental piece in the rock genre? It, it's got to captivate. It has mm-hmm. to. Yeah, this is not classical not, music as much right. as they try to be. I, I, it's just I'm not putting on a symphony here. But it's a bit impression impressionistic. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. kind of got. Um, I don't know to compare Pink Floyd to Monet is kind of weird, but um, right. like you, know, you, could, you could picture what they're painting, really. Right. I you mean, know, you, you you hear the theme and you an imagery comes to mind, right? Yes. Yeah. That's like true. Just, you know, it's you know, it's interesting. I I had a uh, quote here uh, that I came across from Nick Mason's memoir where he said, yeah, that the title track pretty much demanded the full range of their limited mu- musicianship, where he actually admitted like that they're not they weren't really capable. Uh, and ultimately, they had to bring in, as far as the orchestral parts in that song in particular, they had to bring in a, a guy who was kind of like a trained composer. Yeah, I heard um, they were being made fun of. Yeah, Ron Gieshen. I think, I don't know if anybody of you who follow... Like, uh, Pink Floyd, like the musicians were actually making fun of Pink Floyd. Hmm. Right. And even he, I guess, got a lot of uh, uh, crap, because I guess he wasn't like a, like a veteran composer, and I guess really had almost came to blows with a lot of the people in the orchestra mm-hmm. uh, who were there. That was actually one of my questions, which maybe I should have thrown that out, but it was kind of a long, drawn-out one. Uh, but yeah, that was kind of an interesting little... Yeah, you could see... the uh, For a 23-minute track, it's kind of interesting to see that they were, like, out of... Not, uh, kind of out of their league, as far as maybe compared to some other, maybe even more orchestral organizations. Sure. Uh, but I guess, yeah, they did it. I mean, it's, it's still, I guess, to an extent, very interesting. But uh, yeah, Nick kind of admitted, yeah, this was not something that by themselves uh, they could have ever thought they could pull off in a million years mm-hmm. uh, and that they needed all the resources that they could get their hands on. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Just to yeah, so anyway. something that everyone hates. Right, yeah. <laughs> all right, well, let's move it on over to track two. If, uh, apparently the snoozer for some, but for me, I enjoyed it. So I'm going to give it a light squeeze, though. Maybe my least favorite of the uh, more structured song ballad ballad kind of chains in the middle here. So I'm going to give it a light squeeze. Mark? Yeah, when I'm putting together a special sound effect sequence for how much I hate the song, it's definitely getting the T. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, right. there she goes. All right. Boy, Roger, got a long way to go. Kev, what do you think? Yeah, I don't think it's a surprise. Uh, it's getting another flush. Boy, I am just watching Kevin's Pink Floyd love score just sink down. It is now at 33%. Yeah, this is, this is He's not a fan. Kind of Chris, what do you think? <laughs> yeah, what do I want to terminate and what do I want to flush? Um... If I didn't read up on this song, I probably would have terminated it right away. But it seems like yeah, that a lot of the guys who were involved in this song, was, uh, yeah, that Roger, I guess, really was kind of putting as far as just his lyrics into it. But they just don't. Yeah, they just don't do it for me. Um, I might have to. Is he talking himself uh, into a T? I might have to. Okay, he's buckling under pressure here. His knees are buckling. 
Chris, you, have you, you haven't gotten a double buy since Piper. So one, two, three, four. That means out of Adam Hart Mother, Metal, Obscured by Clouds, and Dark Side of the Moon, you get an extra buy or terminate. Care to use it here? Uh, I guess I can use... No, I, I'm... Or do you want to save it for a more well-known album? Right. You know what? I think I might... Uh... Yeah, just because the impact isn't there. I think I guess I'll terminate if. Yeah. Because uh, okay. again, it is it is very kind of, again, after tw- after 23 minutes, you're expecting something to, li- like I said before, to lift you up and it doesn't. It just sakes, brings you back down again. So yeah, just, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And I don't need, and I don't need any more Grandchester Meadows inspired songs. <laughs> <laughs> Chris won't be frolicking in the meadow tonight. All right. Well, let's <laughs> no, move on yeah. over to Summer 68. I'm going to give this one a buy. Uh, this is my favorite song on the album. Uh, I didn't think about it before, but Mark saying that it's the condensed soup of the first track. Uh, I can also see this representing the album as a whole very well in a nice compact package here. So uh, um, big props to Richard Wright on this one. This one's a buy for me. Mark? I agree. This would have been my buy had I not had a second buy. Um, I didn't think that there was two terminatable songs on this record, actually. So, um, you know, I used my term. It's, you know, with only five, the math is kind of kind of falls apart a bit. Um, And Adam Hart Mother just being kind of like that. If I were introducing somebody to the band, I would say, like, here's their first example of them trying to pull off an epic. But they never went back there like they really did. Like Pink Floyd did not go the progressive rock direction. They went the summer 68 direction um you know with in terms if you want to call that progressive so i think it's a great piece of songwriting i'm glad rick is in the band um and ring him ring him up give him another one give him a give another one of his contributions a buy from me all right kev i'm actually going to be joining both of you for many of the same reasons nice and last but not least chris uh yeah yeah same for me yeah a buy yeah just uh it's yeah, again, I just like the, the British take on groupie hooking up. That's what yeah, he wants. That added another another dimension to me that I actually like. All right. Well, then that'll bring us on over to track four, David's contribution here, "Fat Old Son." Uh, I'm gonna give this one a gonna give this one a uh, a big love. This is gonna be my second favorite track on the album be, behind "Summer of '68" or "Summer '68," whatever you want to call it. So a buy for me, Mark. Uh, yeah, give me a love for this one. Um, I am sick to death of the acoustic guitar, but it is a it's an earworm. So and of course, the outro solo is quintessential Gilmore. So, OK. All right, Kev. Yeah, I agree. I mean, uh, I'm going to give it a love. The The high hopes call forward. You know, I don't know if that was intentional, but I it's think cool. it's kind of yeah i think it's kind of cool um i know dave said he is a fan of this song if i remember correctly or that he did okay i don't know it's been a while um but yeah there there is quite a bit to like about this even though the pace is a little bit slow mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> all right wrap it up with chris uh i'm gonna flush this one i what? again i kind of i kind of made my <laughs> statements i don't need any more songs about frolicking in the meadows and uh again it's just dave yeah it's it's dave trying to do a beatles song and i just couldn't unhear that uh so just a little yeah it's melodic yeah it's not yeah from a melodic perspective it's okay but it's not uh, i gotta be critical on this one though especially 
after two a 23 minute song and then two kind of subpar acoustic tracks you've got a third subpar acoustic track it's just yeah it just it does, it's still too inconsistent for me and i gotta i gotta camera it down a little bit right. <laughs> let's wrap it up with the final song on the album uh nick mason's contribution alan's psychedelic breakfast this one's getting the big t for me uh yeah. i went and said uh, <laughs> uh because alan's chewing swallowing and snorting are offensive uh they're getting the big t a spanish piece part two mark yeah, can't disagree, but I've used my tea. I do think this is more appropriate to get a flush uh, because I think people should know about this song. It should not be hidden from them. They should understand. And look, you know, as far as I know, I'm not too big on metal. I'm not too big on Obscured by Clouds. I'm a bit uh, dark, I guess you could say, on the next two albums. But this might be the last fling with psychedelic goofiness. So, mm-hmm. um you know, guess guess you can say at least there's not going to be a whole lot more of this. So to its credit, just a flush. All right, Kev, la- last review here. <laughs> I want this review. Okay, short and sweet, Chris. Uh, yeah, this is a massive flush for me. Massive, um, the I didn't- <laughs> massive flush. <laughs> the reason I'm not, I didn't terminate it is because it did put a big smile on my face with all the goofiness of it. So yeah, just a. Uh, yeah, just a flush for me. All right, that'll wrap it up okay. with Love Her Flush Our It tonight. 30 seconds. It's obviously must come from Summer of 68. Yeah. Uh, the part that cuts in my head is that how do you feel? How yes. do you feel? That's that's the part that I would uh, go to. Yeah, Any I you guys agree. got ideas? 100% agree with I that. I agree. That's so Beach Boys. Mm-hmm. But, it. you know, like, in a, in a way, like, I mean, it's a song about Summer 68, and this really is the last fling with the 60s. Thank God. Yep. So. Okay, All right. Yeah, we'll see you. I uh, thought we were done with the 60s, but apparently not. We'll see you. We're 1970 real, with metal. Real quick, Mark. Metal. Mark, Go ahead, Mark should yeah. we mention one last final thing that... Uh, yeah, the new site. The new website. And also, yeah. I want to give a... Uh, go ahead and talk about that, but I also want to give a, a brief shout-out to... Uh, a dedicated listener that we have. But yeah, any, any comments on sure. the site, maybe? Yeah, uh, so we have a new website now. I'll start off the metal uh, with uh, introduction there, obviously. Putting the new website uh, at the end of the uh, episode probably isn't the best place to do it, but here we are. I got to get a plug for lightthesky.net. Brand new, spanking new uh, website. Looks great. Happy with it. And we are going to be putting each and every episode on there. So for those of you who want to uh, read a little bit more, check out the Love It or Flush It charts or uh, have an easier way to share it. We've put that out for you. We're only going to be growing from here. So yeah, yeah Alex, yeah, and I, close it yeah, out. Yeah, I was just going to say as well, uh, we, we like to post a lot on Reddit to kind of get the word out about these episodes. And uh we, we love hearing feedback from people because, you know, we will do this regardless if one person listens or, you know, 20 people listen. It's just it's, it's a nice thing to get the guys together on a Sunday night and shoot the breeze for a couple hours. So uh, it's nice to get feedback every now and then. Let us know if you love it or you hate it. If we should do this, you know, we're, we're open ears. We want to hear from you. So there is one uh, one user 
on Reddit. Uh, he goes by the username of DWDUKC uh, as a fan of the show, and he also recommended a nice way to uh, visually see the lover or flush it just in case he can't make it through a whole episode. So we uh, try to incorporate that into the site. So we appreciate the feedback there and we encourage it. So keep it coming. Yeah, we built the site for you. So that's how small we are. We're just where if you send us a feedback, like we will not only like read it, we'll probably like actually do it too. <laughs> so yeah, this is not, uh, you know, this is not the Howard Stern show or whatever. Like this is, uh, yeah, we're still new. So anything you can do to help us out, share us, uh, subscribe, even just help us pump those numbers up a little bit, get out of those rookie numbers and into the big, uh, big shots so we can big uh, leagues. Yeah. Meet, uh, yeah. We can go meet, uh, the, our heroes at the decibel geek, I suppose at uh, rock and pod when that's back up to speed. So yeah, thanks for sticking around and we'll see you next time with Pink Floyd's Metal.